This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. It is hour two of the program. This program is brought to you by Grey Wolf Golf Course out at Panorama. Beautifully sculpted bent grass fairways. Is that Ooh, what you want? Oh Yeah, you like the good bent grass? Mm. You don't want the POA. POA is a pain in the butt. Mm. So if, uh, the bent grass then. If nothing else, get there for the bent grass out in Panorama, BC. It's the Grey Wolf Golf Experience. There's nothing quite like it. You can book yours today online, graywolfgolf.com. And we suggest you do so because it's, uh, if you look outside, the snowshees pretty much gone. And now people are very much in the, hey, you know, we should go golfing kind of, uh, fr- that's their frame now. And mm-hmm. T-Box uh, is going to fill up in a hurry. The old T-Sheet. She's no going to be. Uh, T-Box, they limit. It's the only four. Yeah, I guess four what? Per- yeah, try and sneak six on there and they don't like that. I don't know. Just, don't do that. Don't no, do that. Yeah, it's a classy place. Uh, tickets to give away. We've been doing it all week. Another chance for you to win a pair of passes to the upcoming little comedy festival coming to our city. And of course, the headliner is Bill Burr. It's the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival, June 24th to 26th, Prince's Island Park in our city. Mm. Uh, Bill Burr, the Sunday night headliner, his show sold out. They've added a second show on the Sunday so that you can get out there and enjoy the uh, the comedic stylings of Bill Burr. Second show Sunday? He has been, uh, I mean, he's just, you throw, oh, he's just, he's one of the best. No, no, he's one of the, uh, he's one of the very best. He's one of the high, sold out show, shows at MSG, Madison Square Garden, going back to like 2015. He's been around the globe. He is one of the best at his craft. Here's the question for you. Yeah. He, uh, he's also, uh, Pretty good actor. He's been getting some acting roles. People, of course, said yes. Yeah, of course, he was in uh, Breaking Bad. Didn't somebody say he was in? Did a skit with Dave Chappelle? Started on the Chappelle Show. One of the I, well, didn't start, but that was one of his first. Uh, you might uh, a couple was on a couple episodes of Chappelle Show, but he was in a movie going back a couple of years ago with uh, Pete Davidson. You know Pete Davidson? A lot of people know S- Pete Davidson. SNL, I, think, I see lots of people of... talking about Pete Davidson all the time. There all they talk about Pete Davidson. So Bill Burr was in a movie with Pete Davidson. What was the name of that movie? If you can tell me the movie that Bill Burr was in. The Pete Davidson flick. Yeah, is the Bill and Pete Excellent Adventure? It was not it. Okay. We will uh, we will tell you that uh, you'll be a winner. We'll pick one of you. There'll be a bunch of uh, there'll be a bunch of old uh, correct answers coming in. We'll mm. pick one of you. You're gonna get a full weekend pass to the uh, to the comedy uh, the big comedy styling coming up. Uh, get your tickets. GreatOutdoorsComedyFestival.com. Whitney Cummings is uh, she's very funny. David Spade coming in as well. Well, David Spade still getting her done out there. Mm-hmm. Still one of Chris Rock's friends. That's right. Yeah, he was tweeting about that uh, last couple was of days he? I saw. Yeah. Yeah, someone was like, she has alopecia. How do you make that? Okay. And then David Spade was like, uh, because we don't have a chart with everyone in attendance and their illnesses. That's how that joke's getting made. I thought it was pretty well done by David Spade to yeah. remind people that uh, you get that gig and you don't get everyone's medical history with that gig. Yeah. No. 
Could he have been aware? Sure. Is, is it his job to kind of poke fun, especially at the people that are going to have really successful evenings? Yes, that is his job. And he wasn't the host, right? He was he was a presenter. He's very excited about documentaries, apparently. Yeah, aren't we all? Uh, last night, the Flames taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Did this feel like the previous two meetings? Because I know when Calgary went in for the first one, they went in overtime. It was like, wow, this is exciting game. And maybe it's because they don't have Landis Gog and McKinnon. It just felt very much like, a, okay, let's let's be mature about this. Mature. We are both in the, we're the tops in our division. Let's Let's behave like it. None of this 9-5 stuff. This is uh, sounding a lot like my conversations yesterday with my offspring. Really? Um, it just felt like I it thought was it felt like the more... second Avs game, which was very low scoring, and you were waiting for something to happen. I mean, they, they, there was a McKinnon goal in the first, and then nothing until the four-minute mark of the third period. Similar? It's, I don't, I don't, it Power play goal to, was the winner, the difference? It just felt to me like it didn't have the same pace or intensity that the other two had. It felt like this was, we're, we're going to come in there, we're going to beat you. It felt like this was, we're, we're not going to let you beat us. We're going to play it tight to the vest and not tr- try and Probably a little tighter. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, it's neither here nor there. I guess it depends. Uh, I mean, were you there? Did you, yeah, well, you totally. take it in? And like, so, are you PVRing? Are you lubed up? What's happening here? Uh, not lubed up. Now, okay. the penalty kill, this uh, credit to uh, Hainsey, Darren Haynes of, uh, you know, Haynes Inc. That's right. The jeans, I think. Haynes Incorporated. The underwear, that was him. He noted last night afterwards that in the first 32 Calgary Flame home games, mm-hmm. the, the Flames allowed five power play goals against on 86 tries. That's it. In the last two home games, five power play goals against on eight tries. So that's the Oilers, obviously, and then Colorado last night. So the penalty kill has been, of, of the many things that we've been able to trot out there where the Flames have been elite, one of them has been their special teams, their penalty kill, and for whatever reason, the last couple of games has uh, has slipped a bit. Ryan Huska was on with the boys in the hot stove and was asked about it. I thought 5-on-5, five five, we were, in my opinion, the better team tonight. Our, our penalty kill didn't get the job done, and that's two nights in a row, so that's the tough part when you're playing against good teams. You need to make sure you're detailed and prepared and, and organized with what you have to do, and the last couple of games, you know, it's been uncharacteristic, but we've seen some mistakes that can't happen. So that one tonight is on our penalty kill for sure. Sutter was asked about it. So were the players, yeah. Did you see some slippage coming? Could you have predicted that maybe your penalty kill was getting a little bit loose? He didn't see it being that way. He just didn't like the fact that they took the penalties or how they went about killing them. If you just break it all out, uh, five and five for the year, we've actually scored more goals than them. But if you look in the odd man stuff, even tonight, it's two power play goals for them, right? So it's a difference in the game. There's no excuse for it. The first one, puck should go down nice. Four's got a stick, shoot damn puck down the ice. Second one's just a straight read by your defense. It's very simple. We're not at their caliber, right? So you got to... Then the second one, too, it's 1-1 one, one going in third, and we take a penalty 200 feet from our goalie. It's the difference in the teams, right? And they didn't have Landis Cog and McKinnon. No, they didn't. Nor Sam Girard, who can certainly contribute to some offensive impacts. Yeah. 
But I think what it does is you've seen them three times. They've been close games. Even you go back to the one where All of they them. pitched the shutout. Flames had tons of chances. I thought they were more dangerous offensively in that game where they lost yeah. by three than they were last Certainly night. Certainly more spectacular saves from Kemper in that one. Yeah. Um, but close. A lot of close, 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 close. Yeah. And that's kind of... There's been a few of those games where you're like, yeah, they just weren't quite right. And then, oh, there's a nine spot against Edmonton. That's Sutter says. This is how it's going to be. Don't be surprised if you're going to see a bit of this. Now. Time of the year where still a little bit of process for some of these guys, right? It's a little tighter, so it's a little harder. Mm. A little harder. Still teaching here. Uh, still just undoing all the bad lessons right. that the people taught these all guys. All your bad habits, you guys. All these old coaches, they didn't know. I got I to gotta fix yeah. these kids. And just because we like to always throw in a little Daryl where you get, uh, really just somebody had asked the question, oh, Cali Arncroft, he's now been with the team for a mm-hmm. handful of games or whatever it is now. Uh, what do you think of uh, the latest flame? He was better tonight than he's been the last couple. Every team plays a little bit different style, and I think he's there's still some things he's got to get used to with us. How long does it typically take a player to get used to? Like 10 Hopefully minutes. tonight was long enough. Mm. The boy, boy, Cali. Hopefully, let's. Uh, you can't buy one right now, eh? No. Like the Tukarski save his first game, and then everything since. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, he's. It's posting out for you for a while, buddy. Or off your body and out that yeah. one that hit him last night. Oh, yeah. You're not getting that. Well, I mean, and, and this can is bounce, the thing. Right? Like before you start getting too critical about last night. I mean, one puck hits one player on the hamstring and it goes in, and at the other end it doesn't. Like, let's not go chalking that up to skill. That's that's the luck of the game. There's a lot when you throw pucks at nets with lots of people in front. Yeah, they threw more pucks at the net than Colorado did. Colorado got the results, and we're going to say, "Oh, they're way better." Well, if that one doesn't hit that exact same spot on the hamstring, it's not a goal. Yeah, he takes that penalty, that weird kind of holding interference. But you know what? I've I've been fine with him. I've liked him. There's there's some jam there. There's some speed. It is interesting watching him do the forehand backhand thing in the faceoff dot. Where he flips the stick over and tries to win it on his backhand. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to doubt you. But the cousins, the two cousins, took some penalties yesterday. Yarncroke and then uh, Lindholm. That's the one that Lindy. Daryl was talking about. Lindholm. Tripping penalty. Lindy, Lindy, Lindy. Led to the game winner. <sighs> Don't do that. Hey, guys. The year the Avs knocked out the Flames in five, Flames won all the regular season games. Eh? Oh, well, then... Uh... Because the uh, Flames are 1-1-1, one, one, and one, so that means the... Right. Okay. I'd be happy to see the Flames and Avalanche because that means these two fan bases are into the third round for the Avs. That's the first time since, uh, like, ages, probably since they looked at the Cup. Well, so, too, the Flames. And for the Flames, it'll be the first time since 04. So you can go ahead and talk about regular season records at that point. We'll probably be talking about the first two rounds if these two teams meet. Delicious. Sign me up. First two rounds? All of it. Round three, call it. Yeah. I mean, are they good? Yes. First round's on me, Dean. Okay. Okay. You're good that way. You're not selfish in terms of that. You share. I'm happy. You got to You're happy to buy. Early. Yeah, yeah. You're happy to buy. Just Have get it day. rolling. Everyone else owes you one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sucker. Matthew Kachuk extending his, uh, well, he's got a five-game point streak, 12 points mm-hmm. in that span. And uh, what can we tell you? Uh, he is, in terms of goals, uh, in terms of points, 83 points now in 66 games, good for sixth. Just league. top six, eh? 
sixth yeah. overall. And I'm sorry, Calgary's one and two, not one one. That's one. right. So I mean, screw me. Nope. Because the Avs would be one one one, right? Avs would be two zero one. That's right. Yeah. There's a one in there. Details, details. Yeah. Details. Kemper saw every shot except one. No one got in his grill. They needed a lucky bouncer on the net. They didn't get one. And to the coach's point, they they didn't do a good enough they job probably of getting in that space. Now they didn't wreak the the havoc that we've seen them around the goal. Yep. And the other guys drive nice cars too, right? That decor, well paid for a reason. Yeah. Uh, we will come back. We're going to get uh, Tommy Wilden Jr. Is he is dialed in on pot two, pot three? He'll know like, pot three. He, He'll know pot three. But does it matter to him like it matters to you? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. I think uh, we've heard uh, very wildly varying uh, opinions on pot three versus four. Are we happy to be there? Is there that much discrepancy between pot three and four? Who are you really trying to avoid? Um, I think it's fun to have these conversations because we haven't had them ever. So the listeners know, uh, Patty Dumas in the next room, you're a hardcore footy guy. Is that, is it, like how would, or what would you describe yourself? Oh, I'm a fanatic, probably, of, of a sport. F- yeah. Yeah. Doesn't see when you when you speak. Oh, I'm a I'm a fanatic. No, like, he's, no, you, uh, you you're into it. He'll get the paint on and go yell and scream for ninety minutes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was in November there when Canada beat Costa Rica in Me- in Edmonton. In Edmonton, and it was that was that was my first real like that was the first ever time I saw a live you know soccer match ever, and I was but I've been watching the sport forever. Yeah, you but, know you you're very much in, involved, and Pinder we know very much uh, that you're where your interest is. Uh, it has happened this week. Today's only Wednesday. I would say, uh, because I'm an old man, I do have to go for bathroom breaks during the show. Right. I think out of three trips, every time I come back, it's, well, Germany, for pot two? How is the, are Germany in pot two? There's all, there's some. How's the U.S. Pot, in pot two? There's some this? pot two, pot three. Ger- well, uh, Germany uh, can't be in pot two. This is driving me nuts. Netherlands in pot? Come on. It's a lot of pot talk here in uh, I know. in studio. Which I was used to with Matt Rose, not so much anymore, but uh, we'll have some pot talk and all of a sudden, yes, this game tonight, which looked like it was uh, just wrap things up and move on. Mm -hmm. There's some meat in the bone for the Canadian men tonight. There's some steaks. That's right. Delicious. Meat on the bone. Steaks. Tommy Wielden Jr. coming up. Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We have a winner. Congrats going out to Jason Ross. He is the... JR. Oh, boy, JR. The big winner. Going to head to the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival coming up in June, Prince's Island Park. Bill Burr, the headliner on Sunday. First show sold out. Second show added. David Spade, Danelle Rawlings going to be there. Whitney Cummings, more names to be added. I like the sounds of this little festival. Yeah, Being a regular. Buddy. That'd be nice question we had for you bill burr in addition to his uh scathing searing stand-up also Mm. has uh carved out a little acting career he and pete davidson were in a movie uh, a couple years ago year and a half ago what was the name of the movie the king of staten island was the movie congrats to jason he had the correct answer many of you did only one winner jason's got weekend passes more chances for you to win coming up on the show tomorrow interesting what goes on in here i'll talk to tommy i'm so excited just i just literally pulled the best pull 
Uh, it's our look at the Canadian men's national soccer team. It's brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way, Tommy Wielden Jr., Cavalry FC, and, uh, and friend of the program joins us. I said before the break, there's been a lot of, anytime I, I leave the room or come back, Dumas and Pinder are in here talking. Uh, they're bringing up countries I've never heard of. Uh, but what about uh, Sapodinia? The Sapodinians, weren't they in uh, back in the 70s? Seven- no, there's no like, Sapodinia. No, you watch uh, your mouth. Pot 17 and Pot 42. No. And uh, uh. They, uh, they've got the mock. What have you got going? I have got a World Cup 2022 group stage draw simulator. So they've been simulating these draws. Wow. Pot A! Yes, Pot A! All no, right, group yes. A. We want Group Whatever. A. Whatever, yes. Yeah, so. We got, so the last one, I got Qatar, Croatia, Canada, Ghana. That's a great group for Canada. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Are, are you doing the same things, Tommy? Are you sitting in your office uh, screaming out, Pot 3, <laughs> Pot A, T, no. D, P, Pot. Uh, it's a lot, but you know what? It speaks to the passion that we've got. And all of a sudden, today's game, a little bit on the line for Canada. It is. Do you know what? I've not seen this amount of interest in Pot since it was legalized. Uh, I'm saying, years ago. yeah. So it's 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 crazy, and it's great that the football world's uh, doing this to the country uh, from coast to coast. It's it's amazing how many people have reached out or are talking about it every time you, you you go on social media or in the news. It's now prevalent, and again, speaks credit to the work John Erdman and his team and and the soccer doing. But yeah, what this means in in a, in a nutshell is it's just better to finish first in Concacaf because you get inverted commas somewhat of an easier tie when it gets to Friday's draw. Yeah, simply uh, you want to have uh, less good opponents in your group and uh, more teams you Mm -hmm. think you would fare well against. Uh, I don't see a huge discrepancy, all uh, seriousness, between pot three and pot four at this point. But there are a few teams you'd love to not have to face. Um, And I I just think it's a bit of a shame that they're going to be way behind Mexico and USA in World Cup rankings when clearly over the mm-hmm. last calendar year they've been vastly superior to those two clubs even stretching back to the gold cup mm-hmm. you could argue they've been better than those yeah. two sides or at least competitive with them but uh here we are talking about a world cup the goalposts have moved we, we now want pot three we're yeah. not happy just qualifying <laughs> and fair play to john he's, he's he's talked about that often hasn't he just about you know we're not just in it to qualify we want to win Concacaf. go in as Concacaf number one and he's already, you'll hear him now in the media, he's already setting a precedent about Canadian players playing for Champions League clubs. He's not just happy with now. And the reason being, uh, data shows that the teams that qualify and progress in World Cups, all these big, uh, t- all these teams are playing for big countries. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to push the Canadian game to the next level already on the back of this success. And, and he'll do it. You watch, there'll be three or four that will get some you know, summer moves into Europe and keep progressing that way. And that bodes well for the game because, you know, in our place in the food chain with the cavalry now, you, you know, these MLS sides will need to be populated. We're already being contacted by European clubs about some of our players on the back of some of Canada's success. So it's all cyclical and it's all beneficial. So, yeah, it's big picture. You note that he'll want to get more... Uh, players from the national mm-hmm. team into those big five leagues in Europe. Uh, yeah. Also, there's conversation about a lot of players that have multiple passports that, mm-hmm. depending on their age and how much they've played internationally, uh, at some point do have to choose one country to represent for their international careers. This has got to help a ton in that regard, too. This is not like convincing uh, Owen Hargraves to, to play for Canada yeah. with a bleak outlook on 
but rather, hey, we're going to the World Cup. Uh, maybe you pick this passport because we could use you for the next couple World Cups, which we know we're in. 100%. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And back in the early 2000s, it wasn't really a hard choice for, for Owen. I know, I know he's uh, proud to have come from Calgary in Canada and he's got family around here. It was just that, you know, what's best for his career and to play at World Cups, he wouldn't have had that opportunity had he wore the, the Maple Leaf, unfortunately. That's right. the nat- nature of the beast back then. But now you've got Stefan Stacchio that, you know, was on the cusp of this move to Porto and John Erdman pursued him for a year just to persuade him. And I know his brother Maro, he, he played for me in 2019. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was on the radar of, of Portugal and that's a tough country to want to leave. You know, Portugal have been Euro winners recently and, you know, obviously, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and his success with the national side speaks for itself. So to be able to pursue him and, and keep going, Sam Adekubi, you know, had, he's got three options, right? Whether it's Nigeria, England or Canada and was able to get it. And there's several others along that list that, you know, Ike Ugbo as well, that, uh, you know, had the same Nigeria, England options. And, uh, you know, Canada have come through. Junior Hoylet for the longest time before. Um, the, that was uh, was could have gone Jamaica or England, and uh, you know chose Canada. So you, you're going to see more of this now in the World Cup, and the fact that, like I keep saying, the 2026 World Cup is the next one along. It's going to keep going. These ripples are going to be massive. Just a thought on Atiba Hutchinson. Uh, I don't know that you could feel mm. happier for a player than this one particular. I believe he's 37 or 38, and I don't know that at earlier points in his career he ever thought this was going to happen so much as he would have wanted it to, or he would have dreamt about it happening. So yeah, 39. It could, I mean, it could be the oldest player in the, in the world cup um, this, this year, but uh, I think he's just been so consistent with it. You know, I talked to Stephen Hart about him, who coached him obviously during the early years and, uh, and Nick Ledger, who played with him for many years. And he's always been Mr. Consistency. He's always, you know, put um, country over club, you know, when called upon, I think it's a great reward for his just his quiet leadership over the years. He's been there through the dark days and he's now there through the bright days. And what a way to finish his national team legacy because he had a choice to make when John Erdman took over. And was it to you know retire gracefully and allow the young generation to come through or actually play a leadership role and teach this very young team a little bit of what it's like to play for Canada and, and go down into these tough CONCACAF regions and be able to produce a result and I think it'll be brilliant to see him at a World Cup because he's had an incredible club career and probably not spoken about enough um, for what he's done in Europe. Uh, We'll get to your squad in a moment. Final one on tonight's contest from me. Just a thought on what you expect to see. Uh, This was a game that would have sold tickets Mm -hmm. with the hype of, hey, it might be a win and you're in for Panama. That is not the case now. And while after the celebration Sunday against Jamaica, it appeared this game might not mean anything for Canada, suddenly it does. What do you expect to see on the pitch tonight, and how are you going to take it in? Yeah, um, actually, going down to the Rose and Crown, we were unveiling our um, our alternate jersey uh, tonight in, in public, so we thought we'd do it in around the uh, football atmosphere now with the local fans. So yeah, head down to Rose and Crown if you if you're not watching a, a game anywhere, and that's how we'll take it in as a team. Um, but I think the game itself will um, will be a tough contest. I mean, Panama's not easy, and they're not going to go out you know just with their head in their hands. They'll want to give Canada a game. It's on home soil, and they'll want that little bit of pride before moving, you know, out of contention for for, for the World Cup. And Canada know that they'll just have to go down there. And you, 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 this is the third game in what six days, so it's a tough one for Canada and travel and the highs of of, of the game on Sunday. So 
I think they'll um, they'll they'll have their work cut out for them, but I can see them pulling through and, and getting another victory and securing that first place in Concacaf. And as for your uh, jersey unveil tonight, uh, mm. any any hints for us? Can you uh, and will we see a lot of the team there? What can you tell us about uh, the fun tonight at the Rose and Crown? Uh, it's a sharp looking jersey. You know, anytime we get to produce this with Macron is you go on a bit of a journey and have it mean something to the club, the region it's in and, and everything's symbolic. So I think this one is quite symbolic to, you know, how we started some of our background and history and the colors that are associated with the club. So I think it's, I think our supporters will really like it. I know I haven't seen the players faces. They're always the one, um, you know, when their faces light up, you know, that they like it and, Look good, feel good, play good. Um, so hopefully it's uh, it's going to be a nice uh, reveal tonight. All right. Well, man, to, all of a sudden my five thirty just. I was going to say uh, strange. Well, I was going to say more so. You, you know, he's lobbying for uh, for something, but you know better well, than I, I do. I was lobbying to go out of the house and have a pint, Tommy. <laughs> right, It'd be rude to to show it up. Would be rude. You. I couldn't do no, that. No. Oh, and the game's going to start in a not sure. Okay. Uh, sorry, honey. I've got to stay out another couple hours. It's work. It's work. It's work. I'm studying. Funny Why are you always hammered when it's a work event? What is this? <laughs> always comes together. Uh, and so, we're, so who all on, uh, as far as the cavalry team, who's involved in the jersey design? Um, I, myself, the president, the kit man, and we get one or two, like Mason Trafford now combines his roles with being a commercial director as well as one of our leadership team. Um, and then we get our graphics team to help out. So, we, we we put a lot of thought into it and then, you know, ask opinions of, you know, supporters and those involved and kind of just go down a bit of a journey. And then those at the league and Macron are great because they're, they're really unique at, at putting these jerseys together. And even some of the other jerseys from our rivals are like, actually, that's a really cool concept that fits well for the region they're in. Um, so, yeah, it's a really neat exercise. I, I actually enjoyed that part of it. And uh, tell me, you, you had an, uh, what an exhibition in in Montreal of late? Is that correct? Yeah, give us yeah, give us how yeah. it went and and how you're marching towards. Geez, you're next week away. You go. I know, and do you know what we we've tried to do this through preseason is actually be a little bit more uncomfortable with our travel. So we played every single game we've had um, on the road. Three in Mexico, one up at the in Edmonton, uh, one out in Montreal, um, and now this weekend we'll probably do some type of inter-squad at home just to save on the on the legs now because the guys are in probably the best shape they've been in a while. Um, but the purpose of just traveling is getting used to living out of hotels, um, you know, redoing routines, times, um, and it's been really good exercise because I'm not a fan of just easy ozy and kind of going through the comfort zone. I've, you know, we really, as a staff, made this a very uncomfortable travel and playing. Um, and, yeah, they've been great exercises. So I think, you know, going to Ottawa, we've got, like I said, we've got five home games in the first 14 games. So we've got to be very good on the road. And this preparation has been ideal for us because it's been anything but comfortable. Well, be good, man. Uh I, 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 I'll take pictures for you. I know you're I, curious about the Jersey Dean. I'll I'm send sorry. Them right I, I was just going to say, I'm sorry because now I know he's going to end up there and I know what he's like. So uh, mm. apologies for, ru- for ruining your Jersey debut, <laughs> your unveil, but please try and enjoy it if, as best you can and, and enjoy the match tonight. Well, listen, if you say any gifts of Wiggo and streaking Will Ferrell-esque, yeah, you yeah. know it's Pinder. I'll try and keep it off social media, but you know that's a potential occurrence. They got that big banister on the staircase there. I just, my mind is, so many ideas, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Thanks, Tommy. Good to talk to you, Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. You bet. Take care. There he is, Tommy Wielden Jr. Our look at the 
Canadian men's national soccer team. It's brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Uh, and I'm having fun with you guys, but I, it's the World Cup after all, and I'm sure that you know we're focused on Canada. I'm sure there's other countries that are very excited Doing the same with thing? how they've performed. There's yeah. probably some countries that well, I'm going to talk about Italy. Uh, there's some countries that can't believe how poorly they've performed. That the the spot that they're in, Sweden's out, Italy's out, Canada's and, in, and we're in. Whew. The Italians cannot be taking this well at all. Well, didn't they just win Euro? Patty, like, yeah. and, and it is that is sort of the way it goes with Europe. Missed 2018, one Euro, missed 2022. Netherlands do this all the time. It's like World Cup final, World Cup final, miss the World Cup, World Cup semis. Like, it's it is so hard to qualify in Europe because there's like what 25 world class nations there. I oh. mean, and then for 2026 with the 48 nations now, they'll have three groups, 16 groups of three teams, I believe, is what they're going to be doing. So, whew. Whew, it's going to be uh, going to be pretty bad if you miss. Coming up. No kidding. You, you just can't wait till World Cup fever sets in in North America, Dean, in 2026. You know, if we're both still alive, won't that be fun to be able to zip around and watch some Edmonton. Edmonton's got games. Vancouver say, May it's, still. It's yeah. the fever that'll take me down. That's, the that's thing. I hope all of you guys have fun yeah. at this World Cup thing that's coming your way. I, I trust you will. You know what? It'll look fine from your couch at home. Or wherever I am. <laughs> looking, looking down. Looking up. Above. Looking up. I hope not looking up. God. I hope not looking up. Uh, now, Flames Talk coming up just after 9 o'clock. What have you got going on we got here? Cassie Campbell joining us. What? At uh, 9.10. She's in Hockey Hall of Fame meetings in Toronto, but said she can duck out for 10 minutes. So we'll 9.10 to 9.20 this morning. Cassie will join us. Can't ask her questions in the hall. I know she I'm can't not, talk she about She didn't it. even say that. I just, we know. We know not even to ask. We'll talk flames, we'll talk expectations, we'll talk postseason, growth of the women's game, and, you know, we've got some suggestions of things to ask Cassie. Texas 960-960. So, Cassie, uh, Yarmar Yager, you think he gets in? Is he, getting, <laughs> is he a Hall of Famer? Really can't talk about it. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, he was a flame, you know, mm-hmm. for about nine minutes. Hmm. I think she would remember that, yeah. I don't think I'm going to waste a question on that. No, but Yarmar Yager and his potential no, for making the Hall of Fame? that's maybe the, move, the way I'm going to go. Mm. And then uh, we've got the a, a big charitable event happening in our city, the world's longest hockey game, an attempt at it. And uh, they're trying to raise $3 million bucks. So we'll be chatting with uh, Gordon, one of the organizers, about uh, some of the things they're trying to get done and maybe what ways people in the community can help out and make this thing a smashing success. Is it Strathmore? It was in Chestermere a while Chestermere, ago. Chestermere, thank you. And uh, had a buddy that played in it. And it, what a war. Like, I'm sure when you sign up, that sounds like a good idea. But you literally don't, it's like a week of wear and tear and not sleeping. And what the, are we, have we decided to do to our bodies here? Like, am, am I dying a decade early now because of this? We went out there, Rhett and I, I'm not sure. There was I think I was there, yeah. Uh, and that's years ago now. We did a morning show from out there, didn't we? Um, gosh, I don't remember. I yeah, think maybe. We did. Uh, out in, uh, in Chestermere. And Josh from Pro Skate was part of it. And we showed up because it's days. Like, that's the thing. Now, when the first one came up, hey, let's play a long game. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's cute. But then you have to and keep someone in Edmonton longer. made it longer. And yeah. then it's back to Calgary. Now, we got to go longer than them. Longer, longer, longer. So now, and I remember that one. To see the undertaking that it was, was... 
Because you think, yeah, I'll, hey, who doesn't like to help charity? Who doesn't like to help out? Yeah, we'll do this. You better think long and hard before you sign on to play and take part in one of these things. And how many muscle groups, joints, tendons are, are completely mm-hmm. ruined by the end of your week? Because you're going for a world record. There are stipulations to being and remaining eligible for it. You can't leave the premises. You, they, they have fences set up so you can go outside, but you have to still kind of be deemed in the facility, in the area, right? Yeah. And they have cots and everything else. Yeah, it's, it's not like 200-man rosters here where you play oh, you four-hour shift. No, you're playing most of your, well, all of your waking life, and you get small little breaks to sleep. This is And I don't mind telling it's torture. you. torture. It was, yeah, it was, by the time we got there, it was misery. Mm. I'm not, so I'm not saying for Gordon, good job. You're going to have blast. I boy, Gordon. But when we were there, oh boy, some dark times. It wasn't early, and there was a long way yeah. to go. Rhett and I, you know, we went out and I guess we officiated, if you will, for right. an hour or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was it was a slow moving affair. The pace does drop a little, I imagine, from you know hour one to like day four. Yeah. So to everybody who's involved in taking part, my what hat, the hell are you do? I mean, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. I look forward to hearing about that. Hour number, call it three. When we come back, Jamie McCowan going to join us. Mm. He is part of uh, talking about uh, great uh, endeavors and initiatives. He is part of one. We'll talk about what exactly that is. And uh, snow show coming up with Lou. Snow show with Lou. We're busy. You know what? Yesterday I was, uh, I had to take my my kid out towards and then took the old ring road there on the west Mm -hmm. side. Clear sky. The mountains were. You know what they were? They were calling me. Mountains are calling. Yeah. They're like, hey, Tubby, where, where you been? Where you been, fat boy? You should come on out. Hey, you going? The air is so crisp and clear out here. What are you doing? Get out of your basement, you lazy. Yoo-hoo, Tubby. Luke Elvie, when we come back, Sportsnet 960, the fan.